What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to another episode of the Testudo Talk Podcast. It's been over a week since we recorded. Our last episode was at Basketball Media Day, Men's Basketball Media Day. But today we are back with another football preview episode. This week, Maryland is off of its bye, and the Terps are playing Northwestern on the road. Um, and, you know, this, this is a game that Maryland looks at probably as a must-win um, after two losses going into the bye. Um, certainly a good opponent to have a must-win against. We'll get into the Wildcats in this episode. Um, as always, I'm Emmett Siegel here with Andrew Chodis. Andrew, you're going to be our representative at Northwestern this weekend. How excited are you to get out there in Evanston and experience one of those famous 11 a.m. kickoffs? I'm not excited about the 11 a.m. start. I think it's going to be a bit of an adjustment. But no, uh, in all seriousness, as you mentioned, um, it's it's a, it's a huge it's a huge spot for Maryland, right? It's a it's a a place where they need to to bounce back in the worst way, coming off of two straight losses. You have an opponent. This is a game circled where. You think it's going to be a win. It needs to be a win, a chance to gain ball eligibility, but ultimately just to gain the to gain the momentum back after a rough couple of weeks. These straight losses. Offensive coordinator Kevin Sumlin is not going to be with the team this week after his arrest. Uh, Mike Loxley said so. The Terps just need something positive, and and hopefully for them, this Northwestern game uh, can provide that. Yeah, and Northwestern coming into the season, you know, we've recapped. Everyone knows all the you know the turmoil that's gone on in that program with their interim coach and. And everything, uh, you know, kind of setting expectations very low for them coming into the season. Um, but they, they've they been, I, we were talking before the podcast, I think that we both agreed that Northwestern hasn't been terrible, hasn't been mm-hmm. awful, like maybe some people thought they were going to be, but they certainly haven't been good. They are three and four. Um, they have one Big Ten win, a little bit of a fluky win, like a huge fourth quarter comeback against Minnesota, but a win nonetheless. And, you know, it counts the same on the record. Um Last week, they lost to Nebraska and kind of one of those classic uh, low scoring, you know, defensive battles, uh, lots of turnovers, not a lot of yards gained. Um, But yeah, I mean, Northwestern isn't totally terrible. Um, Northwestern at home has been a lot better than Northwestern on the road. So uh, maybe going into the season, you would have thought that this is the kind of game that Maryland would walk in there and, you know, no matter what, come away with a win. But I think at this point in the season, you can probably say that Northwestern is going to put up at least a little bit more of a challenge than maybe we thought going into the year. Yeah. And I think just going way back, I think when we first kind of forecasted the big 10 schedule, I think uh, you Colin and I kind of thought that Northwestern would maybe get two or three wins, you know, they're three and four in the season. They're playing hard. But I think the biggest thing is you mentioned, you know, they're not the greatest team offensively. They're not the greatest team defensively, but they've done well limiting the stakes. They only have six turnovers on the season, which is a lot less than you would assume from a team that's going through a lot. They're not the most skilled, but that's what's been able to keep them in a lot of these games. You mentioned though they only lost uh, by eight to Nebraska. They scraped out a win against Minnesota. So they're competing, right? And I think any team that's able to compete in the Big Ten, no game is going to be easy. And I think Maryland has to know that when they head to Chicago. Yeah, and I think the biggest question mark for Northwestern, we can jump right into previewing their team. Uh, biggest question mark for them is the quarterback position, right? Ben Bryant, um, 
transferred from Cincinnati a year or two ago. Um, their main starting quarterback has been out the last two games. Um, so Brendan Sullivan has taken over the starting role. Um, and he has been less than impressive, I think is a pretty fair way to put it. Um, they beat Howard by, I think, three points, which is, I mean, Howard is should not be playing on the same field as a Big Ten team and staying competitive. So, you know, <laughs> bullet dodged by by Northwestern, but still a really unimpressive performance. And then, like we said, they, they were only able to score like nine points against Nebraska. So Brendan Sullivan has really struggled. He's a little bit more mobile than um, than Ben Bryant. Um, but but still, I mean, Northwestern is uh, at the quarterback position. That's a huge question mark for them. Um, Maryland's defensive front should have its way with a really weak offensive line that is not giving them them that much protection. Um, let me read off some stats for you. Against against Nebraska, Northwestern had eight sacks allowed. That's the most any team at that school has allowed since 2000. Um, they have allowed 30 sacks through their first seven games, and they're averaging more than four per game. They have two games with at least seven sacks allowed. To me, that sounds like the Washington Commanders which I've been watching with, you know, it seems like Sam Howell's going down every play, but I mean, like this Northwestern offensive front combined with the quarterback sets up a perfect scenario for Maryland's defense, which has been pretty solid. Even in the games they've lost has been pretty solid. Um, sets up a really good scenario for Maryland's defense to really take advantage. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I, I could, I couldn't agree, agree uh, with you more. It's just, and even you mentioned the offense, the offensive line, but it's just, the offense as a whole has really, really struggled. They're, they're dead last um, in rushing yards per game and under 100. They don't, they're just under 200 passing yards a game. That's second to last in the conference. And this is a Maryland team where, you know, they're coming off their bye week. They, they had a chance to, to rest. They're probably going to get a lot of important play, uh, players back. Loxley mentioned uh, Tuesday, like, Tarheep still should, uh, should be back. Corey Dicious, uh, should should be back. Uh, Dante Trader will also be back on the defensive end. So I think this is it. The the by the bye week, I I wrote this over at studiotimes.com. I think it could probably couldn't have come at a more perfect time for Maryland, right? There's a lot of negative things happen. It's it's a rest, it's a recharge. You're able to get healthy. You go against a team that while they haven't, they've they've been able to compete, they don't have the most skill. There's a lot to exploit um, on the offensive line. I think Maryland, I think. I say thing because we saw what happened against North, Northwestern, but Maryland uh, should have it pretty easy in, in, in carving out big plays against against the Wildcats, I think. Yeah, I mean, you would think so. Um, I think that, you know, Mar- Maryland's defense has been, when it's at its best, it's been very opportunistic, forcing turnovers, um, you know, really stymieing those opponents. And we've seen what it can be at its best. Um, against Illinois, it was all right. Um, but we what we saw, you know, in that first half against Ohio State, we always talk about in a couple other games and they were forcing a ton of turnovers. And, you know, after yeah. slow starts taking over the games, um, what Maryland's defense can do seems like a really good opportunity for that unit to to step up. Um, like you said, though, Northwestern, not very turnover prone. So maybe not relying on those big plays as much as just kind of grinding it out. Uh, Northwestern's run game is not very good either. I think it's towards the bottom of the Big Ten as well. So, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, Nor- Northwestern does not seem like the kind of team that you're expecting their avenue to win to be to outscore Maryland as much as maybe to kind of grind it out and, you know, force, force a very low scoring game, which is, you know, something that they might be able to do with their defense, which if, you know, if, if we could segue into that, maybe. Well, well, I mean, you, 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 you mentioned that and it kind of, you mentioned how Northwestern doesn't make many mistakes. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about Maryland. It's if Maryland doesn't make any big, big mistakes and kind of give Northwestern opportunities to come into the game 
And Talia Tagovailoa, he's he's kind of done that in the past few games, right? With with uh, with some turnovers, you know that that have allowed uh, that has allowed the opposition to gain momentum. And when you look at at a Northwestern team that that scored only a touchdown in the second half against Howard, just nine points total against against Nebraska, I think it's kind of it's going to come down to a game where Maryland, if they can limit the mistakes, I'm not sure if Brevin Sullivan's offense can do enough to to muster out a victory. Yeah, and like I was saying, you know, an opportunity for Maryland to maybe, um, you know, take advantage of, of the extra rest plus a weak opponent. It's kind of shaping up perfectly for them. Um, let's talk about Northwestern's defense, though, and then we can talk a little bit about Maryland's offense as well. Um, so Northwestern's defense, like we've said, has been pretty solid overall. I mean, you know, not like world beaters, but, but you know, a pretty solid unit, kind of what you expect from Northwestern. I know they've, you know, undergone leadership changes and everything, but kind of what you expect, you know, a, a pretty stout team that's not really going to shoot itself in the foot. Um, their secondary is pretty good. It's allowing um, under 170 yard, uh, 175 passing yards per game, um, only 85 yards allowed through the air against Nebraska. Um, not necessarily a potent passing team, but but a Big Ten opponent nonetheless. Um, the biggest thing that I see, though, that Maryland can exploit is that this team cannot get stops on third and fourth downs. I mean, Maryland is one of the best teams in the conference at, you know, converting third and fourth downs, it seems like. And Northwestern is certainly uh, <laughs> towards the bottom of that uh, on the defensive end. So um, if Maryland's going to win, it might not necessarily be able to beat Northwestern over the top, considering that that secondary is pretty good. But it might be able to have some of those, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13 play drives where they can kind of grind it out, use clock and maybe, you know, beat Northwestern at its own game kind of. Yeah, no, I I think I think you you kind of hit hit it hit it on the head right there, right? It's 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 the big playability where I think Maryland has a really big advantage, and I think it's just Maryland kind of has to remember the fact that it has to kind of play towards its strengths. When when you, when when you go against a team uh, like Northwestern, you know that they're capable of probably outmuscling them, and it's just, it's just, it's going to come down again. Who's going to make the least amount of mistakes? And that's what's hurt Maryland the past two games. And I think that that's kind of where you kind of have this mental break during the bye week and you kind of come to understand that. And if Maryland is able to play a, a mistake-free brand of football and not play in, in, into Northwestern what they want them to do and kind of, you know, suffocate them, I think Maryland should have a good chance. Yeah, I mean, I think we're both going to pick Maryland to win this game when we do at the end of the episode. Uh, Maryland is a two-touchdown favorite, so... Um, the odds makers are certainly thinking that Maryland uh, is going to come out on top pretty comfortably, but that's also what we said against Illinois. So, you know, we always have to check ourselves a little bit with that. Um, the weather, you know, the weather is going to be what it is. It's not going to be a huge factor. Like sometimes you see in Evanston. Uh, I remember last year when they played Ohio state, it was another one of those 11 AM local kicks and, you know, CJ Stroud and Marvin Harrison and that, you know, outstanding Ohio state team could only score like 14 points. Cause I couldn't even throw a pass. It was so windy. Um, I don't, think the conditions are going to be quite that bad this game so uh you know maybe maybe they won't be great but they won't certainly be uh as bad as that um but maybe a little bit uh less warm than we're getting here in the dmv which is like unseasonably warm uh for this time of year um but yeah i mean it should be a game that that maryland you would think can exploit uh, a lot of advantages um like you said the big play threats i definitely want to see maryland be able to break off a couple more explosive runs we haven't seen a lot of those from them this year, something that, you know, you were thinking that could be a big strength of their offense. We haven't seen Roman Hemby really get going. We've seen Antoine Littleton, you know, doing his thing, but it hasn't necessarily been to that level. And Colby McDonald's 
you know, getting, getting snaps here and there. Ramon Brown, another guy that might be back this week, making his season debut, really making his Maryland debut. I mean, he's only gotten in in like junk time last year. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely want to see some big plays from the Maryland run game. Um, I think that getting that offensive line healthy, like you said, Corey Bullock also coming back. I think we might be underestimating now that I'm reading out all the names, you know, how many people were injured for Maryland, but, uh, but yeah, I think Maryland needs to, uh, to win not only the turnover battle and not shoot itself in the foot, but also the explosive plays battle, which is something that Loxley has preached a lot this year. Yeah. And, and, and again, like we said, Northwestern, it seems like their team where you might be able to exploit uh, their, their, their lack of ability to contain, you know, big plays there. They're, they're, uh, they're uh, second to last in the big 10 and inter and interceptions. Uh, uh, they, they've pulled off just five on the season sacks. They're last. They only have seven sacks through seven games. So they don't make, they don't make, make uh, many big plays. Their defense hasn't been great. Their offense has been poor, but they've been able to compete and a team that kind of stays in there can kind of give you some trouble. But like you said, it's me, Maryland, they're good. They're going to need to execute on those big plays. And if they do, they should be able to pull out a pretty comfortable win to, to get off the schneid here. Yeah. Let's talk about some keys to the game. Uh, what Maryland needs to do to win. Um, I'll start. And we, we've already talked about it a little bit, but Maryland needs to pressure the quarterback. Um, Brennan Sullivan is super inexperienced. Uh, you know, Ben Bryant is, you know, experienced as they come. I believe he's like a, a fourth year, fifth year player. Um, and he started for multiple years. Brennan Sullivan, not quite. He hasn't looked very impressive in his two starts this year. So um, I think Maryland taking advantage of that Northwestern offensive line that has been incredibly leaky this year with the you know Maryland defensive front that has actually looked maybe better than we thought, or at least answered a lot of those questions with guys like Danelle Brown has looked pretty good. Um, Jayshon Barham still can't figure out why they don't line him up on the outside more, but every time they do, it seems like he gets to the quarterback. Um, it, I would like to see Maryland pressure the quarterback. And, you know, I'm looking at reading those stats from earlier. I would say Maryland needs to register five plus sacks. I think would be, it would be a successful game for Maryland's defensive front to kind of set the tone and not let Brennan Sullivan get comfortable and get the edge. Cause he is a relatively mobile quarterback. Yeah, I, I I think my key to the game, and I've I've said it before, and and and, and I'll say it again. It's it's going to come down to Maryland playing uh, mistake free football. Uh, that's you know time and time again over the past few seasons, and this kind of time of the year, this mid this middle uh, middle of the season, you kind of see Toledo Tagovailoa, you know, kind of uh, play, uh, oh my god, uh, play uh, with a lot more mistakes. Uh, the team tends to look a bit more uncomfortable, so I think that. They need to stay poised, uh, and I think that they need to play their own game. And if they're able to do that, uh, they should be able to find success um, against against a Northwestern team. Before we get to score predictions, I have to ask you, because you are going to Evanston, what are you most looking forward to on your trip? Are you going to go into Chicago at all, or are you just staying in Evanston? Uh, so uh, my brother lives in Chicago, so um, oh, okay. I'll, be, I'll be staying with him uh, Friday and uh, Friday and Saturday. I'll, I'll probably be... Uh, be meeting some, uh, some friends who go, who go Northwestern for uh for dinner, and then uh I'll I'll be back here uh, Sunday night. But no, it, it it should be a fun time, and maybe we'll see Marilyn kind of shake off a, a few bad weeks and uh, get back on track as well. Yeah, it might be a little bit of a different experience than the horseshoe, but but still fun nonetheless. Uh, let's get to score predictions. Uh, do you want to go first? Sure. Uh, I don't think Northwestern's offense can can do much. Uh, I think Northwestern's defense. I, I at home they've played pretty well. 
um, guy like Bryce Gallagher, he's a tackling machine uh, back, back there for the Wildcats. I think Maryland struggles to get many points in the first half. I, I, I think they kind of pull away in the second half. I'm going to go same score as Michigan State, 31 to 9, Maryland. 31 to 9. Um, that seems fair. I'm going to go with Maryland 24, Northwestern 7. So kind of like around that same thing. Like like you said, I just don't see a scenario where Northwestern's able to score a lot of points on Maryland's defense. I think their offense has been really bad, like we've said about 100 times on this like 15-minute episode. Um, and Maryland's offense, I think that bye week was really helpful. Get healthy, um, get an extra couple days to prep for Northwestern, you know, maybe shake off some of the rust from that that Illinois game that, you know, went month the way it did and, and kind of get back in the win column. Um, certainly a, a really important game for Maryland. Um, you know, they're they're five and two, which is like a very good record. But um, when you look ahead and you see Penn State and in Michigan, even with everything that's going on with Michigan, you know, you still see uh, see at least two more probable losses on that schedule. So this is certainly an important game. Um, <laughs> random question, but like the the Michigan scandal and all that stuff, uh, right? Yeah. Do we think that that has we're we're going weeks out ahead from now, right? And yeah, but th- we're striking while the iron's hot and talking about this. Do we yeah. think that affects Michigan's chances of beating Maryland? And maybe you look at that game as a little bit closer now, even though Michigan's been playing like the best team in the country. No, I don't personally, but no, that's, some that, people that, have been that's, saying that's, that. that. Anyone who anyone who, who who says that is is out of their minds. No, Michigan well, we, is the the right now. Michigan is the most dominant team in the country. Yeah, uh, yeah they they just they they score fifty points and they and they they don't allow teams to score, which is uh, usually a recipe for success. But hey, maybe Josh Gaddis, he uh, he he'll he'll bring some of those. Uh, he knows Michigan science. Yeah, he'll have some of those Michigan science, and he'll be able to. Yeah, yeah we should we we, we should probably keep our mouth shut after that. But yeah, uh, no, I I don't I don't I don't think uh, I don't think this this scandal will have any effect on uh on on that game's result. Yeah, well, uh, funny story, and then we'll we'll sign off uh, on this preview episode. Uh, a couple of days ago, we had the chance to talk to Talia Tungavailoa. He wasn't available at the press conference, but we were able to talk to him after practice. And only a couple of people showed up. Uh, it was just me and, and two other students. And, uh, and <laughs> we asked him about the uh, the Michigan sign stealing thing. And he was like, what happened with Michigan? Like, I don't know what happened with Michigan. And like, I didn't buy it. But uh, but he had a funny he had a funny answer when, when we explained the whole thing about them, you know, recording the sidelines and stuff. And we we're like, have you noticed anything against Michigan? He's like, oh, well, you know, I hope that's why they beat us. And like, I didn't want to say it to him, but like, I'm not sure that's why they beat them. I think there yeah. might be some other factors at play. Um, yeah. Nice yeah, try but, to it, but, uh, I think, uh, yeah. yeah. Maybe some optimistic thinking, but, but anyway, um, we'll keep this episode short so we don't ramble too much. Um, thank you all for listening. We will see you Saturday night, I guess, uh, a noon Eastern kick from Evanston, um, Maryland is favored to get back in the win column, but I think this is how I signed off that Illinois preview episode as well. So, you know, you can never take anything for granted. Um, But yeah, we will see you Saturday night recapping Maryland's game at Northwestern and their eighth game of the season after the bye week. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you then. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.